Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. I have a very special guest who has been on my radar for a number of years due to her great performances around town. I am privileged to have one of the first ladies of Chicago theater, Annabelle Armour. Hello, Annabelle. Hi, Tom. Thank you so much for that. Well, it's it's true. Uh, tell us about The Goat or Who is Sylvia? Your performance in that, and by the way, the, the Remy Bumpo production was really tremendous, and and the the reaction of the audience as on opening night was amazing. Yeah. But you got to tell us how you got involved with this, and and you know a little about the play and about Stevie, your character. Oh, thanks. It's um, uh, it, you know, the process at Remy Bumpo because we're obviously an ensemble-driven. Um, theater company is um, the process of choosing the plays during the year, and we spend a lot of time, especially during the summers, um, trying to figure out what goes together, what what would be a good season for the, the following year, and um, I feel it, it, almost as if we were gifted with the goat, because uh, our original plan had been to do um, Virginia Woolf. And uh, we sort of put some feelers out there and found that, of course, Steppenwolf was doing their incredible production with um, uh, Tracy and, um, oh, God. Amy Morton. Like Amy, thank you. Um, it, and so we, um, we, James started looking around for what else we could do, and I actually had never read The Goat. Uh, he had never seen it, so we started passing it around the company, and we all came in saying, "Wow, wow, 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 wow! We just we need to do this." And you know, part of our process is also trying to. It, it's not that we pick a, a play only because it's right for the ensemble. We 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 pick a play because we really want to do the play, and then this one lucked out that it was a, a perfect piece um, for myself and Nick Sands to get to come back together again. Um, it's been quite a while, actually, since he and I have been able to really play with each other on stage. Um, I think really almost since Hapgood. Uh, and this was just the, the perfect vehicle for it. Um, and then we started working on it, uh, and it just, you know, it, it, I've done now, um, this is my third Albie. Um, I got to do Delicate Balance with Romeo Bumpo. And yeah, it was marvelous. Thank you. I, it was really an extraordinary experience putting that together. And then um, Dennis Zacek asked me um, this year to open the Victory Gardens with... Um, at home at the zoo, which is the the new um, first act being uh, an addition to a zoo story, and that was an amazing experience um, with both Zacek and Tom Amandis. Was they're just glorious to work with, and so then to get to do this one that truthfully, Tom, I feel is, and I know that it was. Um, uh, it's it it feels like a, a compilation of so many different themes and topics and ideas and characters 
from the stuff that I've done um, that really just comes into this, what seems to me his, his ultimate coming together of all these ideas he's been working on for so many years. And it's, it's just in such an articulate and smart, uh, ridiculously funny, um, and this was the big surprise to us getting into, um, into performance. You know, we'd been working in the room and truthfully at the end of the day, everybody would just be spent and kind of beat up. And suddenly we got in front of an audience and it was uh, this raucous laughter that was so surprising and such an energy giver, um, and, and really helps drive the play wonderfully um and and really helps one as an actor um ride the roller coaster that the play is and take take the audience on the ride of the roller oh, yeah. coaster well you know what's amazing uh, uh is you get to play an LV female who's a who's a nice person cuz he's got some mean women in some of his plays <laughs> he does he can go there i mean i it, it's actually it's one of the things that i love about this particular one is that these are really great people i mean they're smart and they're funny and they're loving and they're caring and they're good and they're thoughtful and you know the the subtitle to the play is um notes toward a definition of tragedy and that for all of us, I think, has become one of the major, um, I don't know, sort of what what leads us uh, is that this really is his exploration of a huge tragedy, of a, of a modern-day tragedy, which I think it's hard to come by anymore. We're, we're so not shocked by anything anymore or challenged by... How could this happen? Um, and this this has this the sense of um, the great hero uh, who's brought down, and they're all brought down by it. Yeah, and the way you played it, uh, I saw a production of this where where the person that played the Stevie role, your role, uh, just got so enraged so fast mm-hmm. that it ended up a scream fest because there was nowhere to go. And, I, and the way you you and Nick played off each other, in a way you gradually built it up, it was just so powerful. Oh, thank you. Well, I I you know bow my head and bow my head and bow it again to um, James's ability, James Bonin, our our director, um, and the our, our outgoing artistic director, um, to um, really find the way of telling the story that way because you know it's you can't help but attack this play in a a huge way like that i mean i really i really understand um how it's it's yeah i get the choice of being so enraged right from the get-go because you are because it's so impossible but um he just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and kept feeding us um, so much about this is about two people desperately 
trying to find the chink that will in in this horrible problem that will allow them to continue uh, uh, in a, a love relationship as as two people who love each other to such a depth that they're just fighting to 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 find some opening, some way, some how how do I how do I hear this in a way that I can find a way through it? Yeah, and, and that's the hope in it. And your yeah. character comes as much as you're mad, and we're all looking. We're saying, "Go at him!" You know, not hit him over the head with the chair or whatever. <laughs> but you're you played it, and it's written so that there is hope. You're trying to really get through. You're trying to understand this and yeah. and, and deal with it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and you know, in the very beginning, just to get me off screaming and yelling and being so angry at him all the time. Um, it, it really was just finding those places, um, to, to really make the intention to understand this, to save it, um, to, to save everything. And, um, it, that it, James is just brilliant at, at finding these little things that really change what you do and how you do it. Well, part of it was blocking too, the way you, you you and Nick moved around and changed positions on the stage, mm-hmm. kind of added a depth to it. Also gave you a, a chance to, you know, to be quiet for a second or two before you, before your next attack or right. question or whatever. Right. That it's that it that it is a you know it's a. Dan, it, it, James at one point likened it to a a tennis match. Um, he was he was working with me particularly to. Um, my normal speaking uh, manner is uh, I have pretty open vowels. And he said real particularly with Stevie, um, especially in that, the second scene, that, that it really needs to be clipped. He said she's, she's like she's like McEnroe right up at the net. It's just bam, 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 bam. And it was really just a great, image for me of um you you just you take it as it comes as it comes at you um and it means you have to be really present and um uh, uh the sort of uh, what is the thing the short sharp shocks um of of sound coming back that that you know they they can be filled with love anger uh remorse sadness, whatever those things are, um, but it, it's playing with a partner um, who who knows how to give that back to you just the way you Oh, yeah, it. you and Nick were, were just, it was just phenomenal. It was like, again, that was like two top tennis players, I guess, going at it, two, two great, you know, professional mm-hmm. actors at, at the top of their craft. Thanks. It was, um, it really is and, and remains um, just it's just a joyous thing um, to be able to be part of a company. Um, I, you know, I've, I've known James now for almost going on 15 years. Um, I, I started really early with the company before we became an ensemble. And 
um, Nick came on when we were doing Hapgood, and um, uh, he was like the bad guy, but the the lover. It it was just great. It was such a wonderful play to do, and uh, you know, we've become it, it. We're small enough that it's very familial. Um, we know all of our quirks and hidden secrets and insides and outsides, and adore each other, and it makes playing um, a spouse or a lover or um, a dearest friend to someone that you've been with for, gosh, 10 years, I guess, now that Nick and I have known each other, maybe longer than that, um, it, 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 there's such a shorthand in trust in how you get to go to work together that's just uh, a gift. It's well, it really comes gift. off in in this play. I mean, the timing is 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 amazing, and and in between these these questions and these these uh, bouts of rage that are about to explode, are those some of those funny scenes where you guys are correcting each other's grammar? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was just amazing. Such a testament to all the. It's um. It's it's really. I think it's so ballsy of him to um. To write that stuff because it's, it, 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 they're such smart people. I mean, it's, it, it, it's that case of playing somebody that you think is so much smarter than yourself. It's kind of no um, cowardish too, isn't it? Well, it is. That's exactly it. And yet, it, it's very real in their lives, uh, that that's how they see and interact it's real the, the way the way you and nick played it i've seen it where it's like huh you know you get a kind of a laugh but it's like that was kind of a dumb remark <laughs> i mean it just flows naturally as, as as part of who you are that and your your character's inability to really understand that nick's character really loves the goat that's the it is the big struggle i mean i there's a there's a there's a point where she really tries to to grapple with it, to really to get a hold of it, um, and it. I mean, I, I think it. When you come down to to her last speech in the second scene, um, where she's, or actually, it's just before that, where she's really talking about um, that that you can. Um, Love me and an animal, both of us, equally the same way. She just, it's not, it, you can't, she can't do it. Um, Thank God she can't do it. She can't get yeah. there. Um, and really what what she is hoping for is, and, and I think it's why the play is hopeful in the end, but I think that's for each audience person to sort of make up for themselves, but that in the end, I don't want to give away the end, okay. so I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, Best but not. but I do I do believe that Martin's action and words in the end um, leave this just and it's a chink and you still you get to decide for yourself. Um, an audience member last night at our our talk back, um, and we're we're trying to do as many talkbacks as we can on this one. That good um, idea. 
Yeah, Nick and I have decided there's a wonderful restaurant just down the street from us called Aquitaine that um, is one of the only places on the Strip where you can talk. Yeah, <laughs> they're all it's so loud. A, yeah. yeah, it's not a sports bar. And um, that on given nights when both of us know that we don't have anything after the show, um, that we're going to offer to meet anybody down there who would like to um, have a discussion about the play. Um, it's a great so idea. have reserved a table for us. So we're going to try and do that as much as possible. Well, answer this for me. Mm-hmm. How in the world did you do that screen, mm-hmm. maintain it, and then do it again? I remember uh, after the show uh, talking to Jim, and I said, I say, is she going to be able to do that through the whole run? And he had his fingers crossed. Oh, it's so funny. It's, um, it's, boy, that, you know, it, that is where you always think, gosh, if it, you, you wish everybody could watch the process of where actors find stuff. Um, we, it, it, it is written as a howl. Um, Albie says, uh, Stevie howls three times slowly in rage and hurt, I think. And um, I really, I, I actually went online and I YouTubed a whole bunch of wolves howling. <laughs> and so we started with that and really started with the just, uh, oh, and just, just see where it went, where it came from. And then... Then we got to this real kind of guttural thing that was just really ripping up my cords and was not a, a good place to be. And James, you know, he's brilliant. He's so... Nobody knows how articulated so much of what we do is by James's specificity. He's a incredibly intelligent, very specific director. And he will wait and wait and wait, and he just let me play with it and go all over. And finally, he's, he, and he kept trying to get me to move with it, Tom. I, I would, I, first I was down on my knees, and then we didn't like that, and then I was just standing in one place, and then he, he showed me this thing from Fanny and Alexander where this, woman is mourning the loss of her child and her husband rather and she's crossing back and forth in between these doors and so we started sort of playing with that idea and then finally just gosh four days before we opened I think he said I I just think you have to move and I finally saw it visually where I could go, how I could go. And he said, I think it's three different screens. I think you have to make up your mind each time whether you're done or not. And so we did that, and it was very clear that that's what they're about. And it's just finding what they're about. It the, You know, Albie tells you, if you do what Albie says, Albie tells you what you're doing. And and that's, in my estimation, how the screams work. Because James really saw the stage direction clearly that it was three different screams, which I hadn't seen clearly. And I don't think I've ever seen it done that way. 
uh, close, but yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, but I'll tell you, it it just added a depth. It was just it was just incredible. It was, it was one of those you know moments you can only see in live theater. Yeah, yeah, and it it again also goes back to that thing of um, him always James particularly, but I think all we ask that's also any um, playwright does that that you're not just making a sound or an effect, but that there's an intention behind it. She's, she's, she's saving herself from killing him. Oh yeah. You could see that you're, you're, you're trying to just have an outlet of your rage exactly. and your anger. Yeah. That's exactly it. And she can't stop until she's gotten past that and can continue. Um, so as long as it's intended, as long as it has an intent behind it, I'm cool. I can find it. If I'm just making noise, then I'm I'm going to be lost someplace. How do you prepare for that each night? Um. Well, truthfully, I, uh, I you know, I you can't go there before you go there, um, which I'm not trying to be um, obtuse with. But um, the play starts in such a great place, and again, Albie is such an amazing craftsman that he just takes you on the journey and as long as you don't fight the journey it just goes there um it you know again playing with someone like nick who i'm so close to um is a a master at saving me on stage um, I, I, you just sort of throw yourself out there and what happens happens. You know, it's different every night. I, I, I'm sure there are some nights I won't get there the way I'm supposed to get there. Um, but I doubt that <laughs> I'll tell you what really makes the play so effective is the, the first scenes. Were you and Nick, were you established that you guys love each other and, you, you, you know, you've been on this high uh, for 20-some years of marriage, everything's yeah. gone great, and you, and you believe it, it just comes off so real, mm-hmm. so that later when the when the problem happens, it just, it just shows, uh, you know, how devastated you can be. Yeah, it's really, it's really heartbreaking. I mean, it's, it is a, I, I think in terms of, preparation for an actor you end up going to what are you know what are the deepest losses and you know truthfully I walk around these days you know with Masha's I'm in mourning for my life right now I you know because that's just that's it's where you live for a while um you know it's not you it's the play but um uh, it it is it is not necessarily a time of frivolity for me right now. Um, so if there's any prep, I think that's that's what you do is you you sort of live there for a while and mostly just try and really take care of yourself. So I have such an understanding of um, having shared a lot with Deanna Dunnigan when she was doing um, August Osage County and how uh, hard that was on her um, physically, emotionally. Um, and I think when you get these plays that um, 
really are modern day tragedies. That's that's what we're dealing with. Oh yeah, for um, sure. That y- your your job then becomes to be able to give them the their fullest voice um, is to really take care of yourself and be have as much strength and um, muscle, both um, emotionally, vocally, physically, as you can have. So um, you must be you must be spent by the by the end of the uh, of the week. Yeah, last week was an amazing week because it was it was you know we had I think actually three or four different openings because um, you guys as critics obviously can't come to all the openings and there were a lot of openings last week and so the the critics were peppered from Friday through actually even yesterday we had a critic come um and there's an there's an extra pump of stuff plus the the opening week is seven shows so boy by sunday wow, yeah. just, woo, or monday rather was just yeah you're you're spent i took the first two days off that i've taken off in a long time and just um well you've certainly earned it that's for sure thanks. uh tell us about you you talked a little bit about ensemble playing where you're with the same actors i know you and david darlow have done a lot number of shows together. Darla and I have done a lot. David came on, um, really, I think it was my second show with James. Um, And um, David came on. It was a lovely production that nobody got to see of um, The Road to Mecca by Fugard. Um, And um, he, again, is just, is someone to be on stage with um, is just, Fantastic. I mean, right from the get-go, uh, I, I, it was really, I, you know, I didn't know him at all when uh, when we first started working together, but he was, he's such an incredibly strong and smart actor. Um, and it, it just, it, the, the connection was very strong. And again, you know, we're a family. We've all now spent the last 10, 12 years together, um, hopefully growing up <laughs> somewhat um, and learning about each other and how to be with each other and deal with each other. And um, I, I think it's just that that the knowledge of each other and um, a, a trust. I was going to bring that up. It, yeah. That's what comes off a of trust. Yeah. You just and don't have to worry. You know, no matter, you could play a scene with your back to the other actor and it, and it would still all click. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's just funny stories through all the time that we've all been together. I'm terrible in rehearsal. I'll upstage myself, you know, 80% of the time. And we were doing, um, Hapgood, Carol Churchill's, um, Hapgood. And, um, I was playing Hapgood and, uh, Darlow at a certain point, there was this like real uh, culmination of a scene, and um, I was upstaging myself horribly. And Darlow finally just stopped in rehearsal and said, "I'm sorry, but could we?" And he he took me physically and moved me upstage, turned me center downstage, and said, "Could we have her stand here for this speech, given that her name?" is also the title of the play. <laughs> oh. 
just, you know, it was great because I, would I, do I think of those myself? No, not necessarily. I really am not. That's not where my brain goes. And he's smart and, and, and takes care of, we all take care of each other, hopefully that way. Well, it's a testimony and let's hope many of the young actors in town can have the experience of working with the same actors over and over again and with a great yeah. director. It, that, yeah. I mean, you guys have produced some absolutely wonderful shows through the Thank years. Thank you, Tom. Tell Thank me some you. of the ones that you're proudest of. Oh, golly. Um, you know, there's there's stuff with Remy Bumpo, particularly, I think, what, what we did with um, both Hapgood and Top Girls. Um, I just adored um there's so much that's happened with Remy Bumbo, truthfully. When I came on, the first show that I did with James was um, Heartbreak House um, by Shaw. Yeah, it's a good place. And play. truthfully, um, I am not trained as a classical actress. Um, You're not? I, wow. No, I'm really Donna, not. You've done so many. Well, and, and again, I bow down to James Bonin as I've been in his master class for the last 14 years, um, that uh, he really trusted me and spoon-fed me all along the way to really learn a way of working. Um, and ha- has, I mean, truly, he's been my master class for 14 years. Um, I, before that, was doing um, a lot of um, but new plays, which are extraordinary to work on and give you uh, its own special muscle and learning curve. Um, but I had never dealt quite with the language uh, that I've dealt with since working with Remy. Well, you, you're a quick study because you sure nailed it. Thank you. I remember you uh, with your... Jeff Award winning uh, performance at Angels of America in America. Well, that was where I was going to just about to head to because the I think the other person. I mean, there have been all these different people along the way. James James has taught me one specific way, not one, but a a, a really um, specific way to work on language plays um, that and how to tell the story really cogently and with so much heart and thought and I've I've worked you know with Dennis Zacek and and Sandy Schinner on new plays and really learned about how plays are crafted and the thought that goes into that and um, how to I hope be a, a good actor to really contribute to that process and then there's Cromer and Cromer, for me, was somebody that I got to work with very, very early on. Um, and uh, it was two people finding each other who really got what each other does. And um, uh, when we decided to do Angels in America, and he came to the group of us and said, geez, let's, let's sit down and read this play. And you know, here's how stupid 
I can be is that I read this play thinking, oh, my God, who is this Tony Kushner? Just blah, blah, blah. This man never shuts up. This is the longest play in the century. But I trust Cromer uh, with my life. And um, uh, he said, let's do it. And we're going to do it in this little black box. And it was magic. Yes, sure was. It's it's a great play and, and it was a great Oof. production. Yeah, he's he's a yes. master. He is a master. And so, you know, the combination of of those people, I mean, it's what we get when we come out of school. You know, when you're in school, you have certain teachers who you 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 learn an amalgam of things from them. And I feel like I have been gifted in my life as an actor along the way with people like Sandy and Dennis and um, David and and James who have, you know, taken me under their wing. Michael Halberstam. I mean, there's there's all these people here who are such incredible teachers, um, such incredible directors, and... If we get to keep going back and playing with them, you know, that's, that's where, that's why 30, however many years later, we're still learning, you know, we're still, it's, it's, you know, I keep coming. Well, I think you've learned, I think you've learned a few things. (laughs) We're running out of time and I have to ask you this question. Uh, What roles would you like to play that you haven't played yet? Um, the one that I haven't played yet would be um, uh, a death of a salesman, um, uh, Linda. Um, I would I would love to play that part. Um, I think she that stands out the most to me. There's a couple I'd like to go back okay. and, and redo. I really would love someday, um, probably with James. Um, or with Timothy, if he decides he wants to do it, to um, to redo Delicate Balance. Um, we did it quite a while ago. Yeah, no, that's a great play, yeah. I would love to redo that one, and I would love to redo Long Day's Journey. Um, I got to do that quite a while ago with um, John well, Mahoney with Sheldon Patankin directing, which was glorious. But um, I, I just would love the shot knowing more. Um I would love the shot at doing those again. Well, I'm sure enough people will hear it. Maybe we can get that going. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is this has been terrific. And, Thank uh, you, Tom. Uh, folks, you got to get make sure you get to the Greenhouse Theater uh, or go to Remy Bumpo's uh, website and get tickets for the Goat. You will see a great performance. Several Thank great you. performances. Yeah, I just think it's it is an all around really. Extraordinary production. One of the best shows of this year so far. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Folks, go see a play this week. Thanks for listening.